The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is director Peter Hutchings. And we're going to talk about his brand new, oh, it's such a lovely movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the film is entitled, Which Brings Me to You. Welcome to the show, Peter. Hey, Jan. It's nice to see you again. Nice to see you, too. I was just uh, We were just talking before we went on the air is that you were on my show back in January of 2019. So five years ago, <laughs> about the same time, same date. Wow. <laughs> Almost amazing right that's yeah isn't that funny when i went back and looked <laughs> yeah. when i was reading your bio i go oh he's been on my show before and that was for then came you which i thought was also adorable at that time too you must have something about yeah. you in the title is, is this something that's a prerequisite for you <laughs> You know, you're not the first person to point this out. I'm going to have to think about that. Actually, you know, neither of those titles were for me, which brings me to use the title of the book that uh-huh. this uh, movie is based on. And then came you was actually, the title was changed when uh, the distributor came on. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was originally, it actually went through a few names, but when we shot it, it was called Departures. Oh, well, that's an also yeah. interesting title, too. But I think Then Came You yeah. really works well, too, with it. For it, sure. yes, it does. It does. <laughs> so that yeah. brings me to you. <laughs> Which brings me to you. A lot of these kinds of movies, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know if it's really. I guess it would be in the rom-com realm. I guess that's what we would, the genre that we would put this movie into. And so many of them are can be so sappy and not that interesting sometimes, or they're very formulaic. This is not. This is just, oh my God, I just, I'm so in love with Lucy Hale. <laughs> just, you and me both. Yeah. I mean, really, every time she's on the screen, it just pops and everything. And Nate Wolf is also act really wonderful too in this film. And they really play well together and have wonderful chemistry. But it's such a you know, wonderful, interesting concept uh, on this film. So why don't you tell our audience what brings me to you is all about so they'll know what we're talking about when we discuss this movie wonderful movie yeah well thank you so much you're welcome um, yeah so it's about these these two romantic burnouts will and jane who meet at a wedding they're instantly attracted to each other and they just go for it they hook up in the coat closet it goes really really poorly <laughs> and you know you expect they're never going to see each other again but instead they end up spending the rest of the day talking to each other and telling each other about their past romances their the ups and downs the first loves and heartbreaks and on the way, they start to wonder whether this might be the start of something new and exciting. Yeah, you know, there's something about exposing yourself to someone that you may yeah. think you may never see again, and you're right. willing to open yourself up and become raw, which they do in this film. I mean, there's a lot of each one of them have had numerous really interesting relationships, and that premise is so interesting because when we think there might be a possibility in a relationship, relationship, then we kind of put our best foot forward. We don't let people know too much about ourselves. This is a really fascinating concept in this movie. Yeah, there's a line before we kind of like break into the second act where he's like, you know, it's not like we're ever going to see each other again. Right. And you're right. That kind of sets the stage for them to, okay, it's almost, there's almost a certain anonymity there. Mm-hmm. But but it's through that process. There's a line in the movie where Nat says to her, what do you do when you've told someone how messed up you are and they don't run for the hills? Yeah. And that's, that's part of what's unique about this relationship. And that sets it apart from these past failed relationships that they've 
had is, and that's part of what I really loved about this story is that it brings to life that idea of of a deep communication with a partner of how to be accepting, completely accepting of the other and of yourself, how that allows you to accept yourself as well, and how to listen deeply mm-hmm. to somebody that's so rare it is. in relationships these days. And so that was something I was really excited to explore in this yeah. movie and share with an audience. You know, it's about going deep, really going deep. And people are afraid to do that nowadays, too. And the other part, too, yeah. you're right. You know, I mean, I say it all the time. You need to love yourself first before you can love someone else. You need to love the warts and all. We all have, you know, good, bad, and indifferent parts of ourselves, obviously, right? None of us is what we call perfect. And I don't know what that would be. But loving ourselves and all of our insecurities and everything else that goes with it, you can't love someone else until you can embrace yourself in that wonderful way. And that's what these characters do in their process together. I think, you know, they, they're processing, yeah. you know, in a way, not realizing that that's what they were going to do, but they are discovering more about themselves by talking about those past relationships. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, yeah really well said. And the self-acceptance and the self-love is so important. And part of what I, I like about this story is that it shows how valuable relationship, a safe relationship can be for helping us grow in self-acceptance mm-hmm. and self-love. Yeah. That when we're in an environment with someone that you can expose yourself to in, in all of those ways that you don't have to try and look perfect in front of, that it inspires you to accept yourself a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're real. You're being real. You're being authentic. Yeah. You're authentic self in yeah. this, you know, yeah. and that's what they both do. What's interesting, though, let's talk about what, but what did attract <laughs> you to it? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, I read the script years ago, and it was actually set up somewhere else already. And so I asked Brian Keaty, who's in development at BCDF Pictures, production company that I've worked with several times, if he could kind of just keep an eye on it. And Ooh. by this serendipity, he happened to, a few years later, be working with the book author, Juliana Baggett, on another project of hers. And she just told him, without knowing any of that context, she said, by the way, you know, this script based on a book of mine has just become available if you want to check it out. Yeah, I've heard about that. Let, I'd love to. And so we were able to get the option of that. I had just come off of shooting my last movie, another romantic comedy called The Hating Game, yes. starring Lucy Hale. Yes. <laughs> and Lucy and I were looking for something to do together. And so I had just come on this. I sent her the script. She loved it. And, and we were kind of off and running. But what I really connected with, I mean, first of all, I just, I fell for these characters. I fell in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're funny and they're charming and they're messy <laughs> and they're real. And I just wanted to spend time with them. And by the time I got to the end of the story, which just flew by for me, the feeling that I was left with after the end of the movie, the, the, the emotion that I was that I was in, I told myself if I could make a movie and make people feel this way, you know, we'd have something really special on our hands. So it really all started with that. It was kind of starting. And then that carried through with the way that we made the movie. I was always thinking about the ending of the movie. Now there's, I can't remember who it was, but a famous movie studio boss once said there are two halves to a movie. There's the ending and everything else. <laughs> and and I really believe yeah. that, you know, it's like in a movie like this, you know, everything kind of comes down to that. I won't give anything away, of course, but uh, but I hope that people watch the movie and, and leave with a sense of, of hope for themselves that they might be able to let go of some of the baggage that they're carrying and you know, take, uh, take that leap of faith into the future mm-hmm. and maybe a bit of hope for their own relationships that they have. So, yeah, so it really, there was a lot that drew me into this. Yeah. You can tell this movie was loving 
lovingly made. You can feel it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, I say it, that in it, it all really honesty. Was. Yeah, I can. You can feel it when you're watching it. Just the way that the camera watches these two, you know, wonderful characters and and all the other support. The supporting cast is also yeah. just wonderful. Each person that's in these relationships with these people, and I love how, you know the back and forth between them. But you can feel it's just lovingly made. It's just a, it's a wonderful movie. I was just drawn into it, and I see a lot of movies, and I'm not always that drawn into them, you know. And you know how you can get jaded when you see a lot of films after a while, yeah. too, you know. Yeah. So we all can be after a while. But this one really, <laughs> you just felt the love in the film, and then the, the love of these characters, the way it was shot, and the way you portrayed them in this movie it was just really quite beautiful. So you, you, you have a good, you have a, I think you have a nice hit on your hands here, oh, uh, Peter. Yeah, Thank you really you. do. You're welcome. You're welcome. I really this. I say this in all honesty because it's really hard to do this genre and do it well without falling into the traps that are there all the time. We, like we've seen that a million trillion yeah. times. This one we haven't seen before, and that's what makes it yeah. unique and different. So, yeah, you well, I have to give a shout out there when we talk about how the movie shot to our wonderful cinematographer Karina Silva. Yes, um, she's just such an enormous talent, and and her team. You know, she's she also operates, so she's always right there with the actors and and we talked about what you're talking about what you just mentioned it was really important to us of for a movie that thematizes listening and listening well mm-hmm. how could the camera do that how could we be in that state of of compassionate listening of these characters as they go on their journey and uh so that was that was important to us so i'm glad that that came across oh it did it did it did, very much did yeah and the camera again loves lucy hales <laughs> face and and that it's uh, and that also you know and as they said they play well together where did you shoot this i think it took place on long island right is is that where you shot it too so we actually we shot it in uh, new jersey along the uh the north shore there in monmouth county oh okay i'm from new jersey originally so i i'm is that right yeah mountain lakes near morristown up north okay but used to go to the shore all the time obviously yeah 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 Yeah, so our kind of epicenter was was red bank and then we branched out from there up to atlantic Highlands and Keensburg and down to Asbury Park and um, oh, a lot of you know what I, I as soon as I came on I, I knew I wanted to figure out where I was shooting this movie so I went for a bunch of long drives just on my own and when I drove through Monmouth County I just you know the movie kind of came alive mm-hmm. to me in these locations it's so important to look the locations are the third sto- the third character in this story <laughs> there are a lot of locations <laughs> mm-hmm. and. And I really wanted to find a place that had, you know, a sense of history um, that would that would match the history of these characters, right? These mm-hmm. two characters that are weighed down by their history and their 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 baggage of the past. And so I wanted to set um, set that against, um, you know, it was important to me to be near the shore, mm-hmm. to be near yes. the water, yes, and. Uh, And so I was really, you know, just so happy to be able to find everything that I needed within a pretty small radius. That's fair. (laughs) It's important when you're shooting. You know, we we had 38 locations and and we shot it in 22 days. Wow. Wow. So you just think about how much we were constantly moving. Yes. Yeah, it was a big operation. It was a well-oiled machine. I would say it would have to be to do that many scenes in that many days, for sure. Uh, It would have to be. I've always 
I've, well, I've always been a big, from the time I can remember, uh, sit and watch through all the credits. I have to tell people that when I go to the movies with them. Well, I watch the credits, so if you need to get up, you go ahead, but I'll see you out in the lobby later. And one of the reasons I always like to sit through the credits is to see where it's been filmed. I'm always curious about where the yeah. movie's been filmed. And this one, you know, I mean, again, so, you know, it was, it was yeah. really well done in that respect, too. You know, great shots of, uh, of the shore and the ocean and all of the other places, too. What was, the, other than shooting uh, 38 scenes in 22 days, what was the most difficult part of the shoot? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we had, we had our challenges along the way. We had some, you know, we, we didn't get lucky always with the weather. Um, you know, some, some rain that made us really have to rethink some things. And, mm. you know, we lost some with, with 38 locations, you know, it's, you know, there's going to be some shakeups. And so we lost a couple locations like two days before we had to shoot there. So there was, you know, a lot oh, of no. behind the scenes scrambling. And then of course, you know, on set, you know, keep things as calm as possible, you know, so the actors never know about any of the, the drama that's going on. You know, it's like a duck paddling. You know, it's like there's a lot going on beneath the surface. And then on set, a, a sanctuary. Oh, that's um, nice. But one of the real challenges was that we have some of these sequences that take place at sunrise or sunset. And long sequences in the movie that we actually have to shoot on different days. So, first of all, you know... We had some bad luck with the weather, but we had some really good luck with the weather also, um, because that was the fact that we there's some of those scenes that are stitched together that okay. look like they're you know shot at the same time, but they yeah. were shot over you know two weeks at you know sometimes at sunset and sun. Anyway, that was a that was a big uh, that was a big part of the planning. So we'd be locked into okay, we need to get to this scene by you know, it's five o'clock in order to be set up and shooting at, at, uh, at magic hour, which is mm-hmm. that, you know, that really beautiful part of the sunset where everything just glows. And we had a lot of material that in, in this like, you know, 45 minute period. So when we were shooting those days, we were just running around. It felt like we were making a student film and it was just a great to feel that spirit and that energy. You know, there's some scenes where, the actors are running and we were like two steps in front of them running and and uh and you know there was there was a real excitement uh, around that oh, that's- it, it actually i think brought something to the energy yeah, the energy of those scenes. Uh, yeah, actually, it, it it would I would think for sure. And you, you're you're right. Now, what time of year did you film this? Because you know they are on the ocean. It seemed like, and she's wearing a little skimpy dress. So I was hoping it wasn't in cold. I'm, I'm telling you, we so we shot it in September. Okay. Um, September into October. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it started to get a little chilly. A little chilly yeah. And you know, but it just. It just goes to show Lucy and Nat are such pros and they're so dedicated. They both love making movies so much. Um, it's really infectious. And, you know, the, the three of us every day, we're just pinching ourselves. That, you know, we get to we get to do this and we get to tell a great story that could mean so much to people. And, uh, you know, but it was I think it was October when Nat had to, you know, go into... 
Oh, you didn't film that <laughs> into early, the sound, huh? <laughs> Into the bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And Karina, our cinematographer, is also the camera operator, you know, in her wetsuit, you know, just a, a total trooper. That's right in there great. with them. Yeah. That's great. That's so great. Yeah. So how did you, did you, how did you, did you already, you said you and Lucy were looking for something else to do uh, yeah. after you did uh, the hating game uh, together. So you already had her in mind when you were looking at this script, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. And that I've known for, for over 10 years. Um, my first movie that I did, I was the director's assistant. On uh, to to Bruce Beresford, the great Bruce Beresford, oh, who directed yes. yeah. Driving Miss Daisy and Tender Mercies, and uh, and he he did this lovely movie called Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding with Jane Fonda and Catherine Keener, and uh, and it was Elizabeth Olsen's first movie, and and it was Nat Wolf's first movie. Oh wow! So I've known Nat for you know you go way back, and and you know we've wanted to work together for years, and and this was just the the perfect opportunity. I knew how much he was going to bring. I've, I've, you know, been watching his career and and just so impressed with his uh, with the choices that he's made. And I saw him. I saw him um, do a play in New York, an adaptation of, of kind of a modern update of The Seagull. Oh wow! And uh, and he was just he was so good. He's so present, and he cares so much about the work. And so I just knew he was he was going to be perfect for Will. So yeah, and and the two of them actually they knew each other a little bit uh, beforehand, which goes a long way. Oh, that's good. I was going to be then, good. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then we spent a lot of time in in pre production, um, the three of us working together, workshopping the script. Um, it was really important to us in a movie that that thematizes authenticity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for it to be as authentic as possible. You know, we wanted to have this balance. We want the movie to be really fun and entertaining, but also real and grounded and human and something that people could see themselves in and connect with. And we, the three of us knew that the more specific you are, the more universal um, it becomes. So we spent a lot of time developing the characters I wanted for the two of them to have a real sense of ownership over the characters that when we came on to the set, whether we were shooting, you know, no matter, cause we obviously it's very rare to be able to shoot a movie in order, right. Getting out of order. So I wanted them to know these characters inside out and be able to find themselves in them. And we spent a lot of time building their relationship, building the characters and just making sure that there were no, false notes and uh and that really on a movie where we were running around and moving at such a fast pace that that prep um went such a long way mm-hmm. it really did and you're right there's no false notes when you're when you're watching this and so th- the chemistry between them they because they knew each other was that just sort of a natural uh transition for them uh to develop this chemistry on screen or did it take more of that workshopping to develop that i i think that um i think that the time that we spent together in pre-production um really paid dividends because mm-hmm. the first day the first day of of shooting 
um, the second scene that we did was the two of them making out in the coat closet. You know, so I really threw them into the deep end. Yes. <laughs> what was the first scene and, uh, <laughs> that you? Th- <laughs> the first scene was uh, was um, an early scene of them walking, kind of a walk and talk on the pier. The scene with the cat. Uh, not to give anything away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to give anything away yeah, at all. Yeah. At all. Wow. There's some nice. Uh, there's some nice twists in the movie, and yeah, we had a we had a lot of fun making it. Like you're saying, it was a real. It was a real. Um, it was a lot of love in making it. It was a real special experience, and and we're all just so we're so excited to share. Oh, doesn't that world. make a difference? <laughs> You know, when you're it, when you're giving so much it, of your life to something and yeah, so many yeah. years of it it doesn't have that, then what's the point, right? Yeah. And you know, part of that is you know, you get you know, there, there's some things that are out of your hands, but it's you know, personally it's really, really important to me to foster an environment on set, um, you know, from from the word go that's 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 calm (laughs) and that's uh, creative and that's friendly and open and inviting. You hear these stories about sometimes, you know, films that are considered masterpieces where it was just a miserable time shooting it. And like you're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, this is our life. This is our life. And, and not only is it, is that it, but I, but I feel like it comes across in the work Mm -hmm. that, that when, you know that e- even if it's not at a, at a conscious level, I think that that's imprinted mm-hmm. on the work. And so, you know, try and some, I think sometimes in filmmaking, people tell themselves that the end justifies the means, mm. and so you can kind of be mean or rude or whatever because it's in service of right. this work and. You know, I'm more uh, of the philosophy of Gandhi and Martin Luther King that the end is in the means. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's beautiful, and you know what? It makes it. I'm sure it makes more people want to work with you as a director because of your creating that kind of environment to work with. You hear stories about some of these directors, very well known, very famous directors who've done some brilliant films, who just apparently were terrors on the set you know and and not really great to work for but yet they did get something you know out of these actors but you know you kind of get the, a lot of them were just like shell-shocked afterwards <laughs> from the yeah. experience so you hear those stories and so to have someone who's wants to create this loving peaceful um environment on the set says a whole lot so peter and the and the proof is in the pudding you've you've created just a beautiful lovely film everybody where can people see which brings me to you. So, so it'll be coming out in, in theaters uh, January nineteenth. Um, Great. So, so people can um, can go out with uh, you know with their friends and family and go see it in theaters. So that'll be January nineteenth, and then um, and then after that, um, once the movie comes out in theaters. And, um, they'll announce a release date for the for the VOD for the video on demand. It'll come out uh, not too long after. So um, video on demand. So all the rental platforms, Apple and Amazon, and all of all of that. 
Great. So, everybody people yes, find it, in the movie. Yes, and everybody seek it out, which brings me to you. Uh, a great movie, and Valentine's Day will be coming up shortly, so this yes. might be a nice romantic movie uh, to take a date to go see for sure. And Peter, I look forward to having you back on the show with your next film. Let's not make it five years. It's hopefully it's shorter than that. So thank Sounds you so good. much. I wish you much success with uh, this wonderful film, which brings me to you. I'm going to keep saying that title. <laughs> Thank you so so much. much. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. To all my wonderful, loyal listeners, your love of film allows me to do what I do. If you want to support me, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button on the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, on YouTube. Subscribing matters. If you are feeling really compelled, I want to hear from you. Have a burning question, comment, or review? Drop me an email at thejampryshow.com. Thank you for listening. The Jan Bright Show, all about movies. 